It is Thursday, May 27th. I'm Sam Cedar. And I'm Lucy Steiner. Which one of these stories will you be talking about today? One of the sketchiest libertarian venture capitalists in America planned to launch an app to summon a private police force by smartphone. Today, we are pleased to report that, thanks to negative publicity, the Rent-A-Cop app is being scrapped. Meanwhile, President Joe Biden has given U.S. intelligence agencies 90 days to figure out where the coronavirus came from. And he says they'll be entertaining a theory favored by many Republicans that the virus somehow escaped from a lab in China. And lastly, activist shareholders with the support of public pension funds want to vote forcing ExxonMobil to hire directors who favor clean energy. You're listening to Majority.fm's AM Quickie, and these are the stories you need to know. This dispatch from the dystopia comes from CBS News. The crowdsourcing crime tracking app Citizen, whose earliest backers include the venture capitalist billionaire Peter Thiel, is ditching plans to develop a private police force that could be summoned by users via the smartphone app. The company began offering the service in Los Angeles last month as a pilot program. For the service, Citizen partnered with a private firm called Los Angeles Professional Security, which describes itself as a provider of subscription law enforcement. But on Tuesday, Citizen ended the program, stating, it has no plans to launch a similar service elsewhere. The company's decision falls more than a week of negative publicity for the popular app, which uses cell phone location data to alert users of potential safety hazards, emergencies, and criminal activity in their area. CBS reports that as citizens' popularity has grown, so too has its number of critics, who say the app raises privacy issues as well as racial bias. Matthew Guariglia, police analyst at the Electronic Frontier Foundation, called the app, quote, a digital superhighway for racial profiling, end quote. In mid-May, the app misidentified a homeless person as the source of a recent wildfire in Los Angeles. Citizen posted pictures of the man and offered a $30,000 reward to anyone who could provide information leading to his arrest. A few days later, a different man was arrested for the crime. If you think the regular police are bad, wait until you see what Silicon Valley can come up with. This update on the politics of the pandemic comes from the Washington Post. President Biden said yesterday that he has asked the intelligence community to determine the origin of the coronavirus pandemic. It's a major departure from the previous White House position that the World Health Organization should lead efforts to uncover the contagion's origin. Biden has asked for a report within 90 days. The new message from the White House reflects the rapidly changing views about the origins of the virus. In recent weeks, a theory has gained more support that the source of the coronavirus may have emerged from the Wuhan Institute of virology in China, though that is far from proved. Some Republicans pushed the idea early on, including Donald Trump, but the idea was dismissed by many influential scientists and Democrats. The Post says that in recent weeks, some prominent researchers have begun arguing that the lab theory should remain on the table until more is known. In a series of reports in the Wall Street Journal, including one that highlighted how several people who work at the Wuhan lab became sick in the fall of 2019 with COVID-like symptoms, has been part of that re-examination. Biden said one element of the U.S. intelligence community leans towards the view that the novel coronavirus came from a laboratory accident. Two other components, on the other hand, believe the virus came from animal-to-human contact. But are American spies really well-suited to make this determination, especially without Chinese cooperation? I guess we'll see. 
Majority.fm's AM Quickie is fueled by JustCoffee.coop. Just Coffee is a worker-owned coffee roaster based in Madison, Wisconsin that has sponsored the Majority Report for nearly a decade. Check out their collection of fair trade roasts, including our own Majority Report blend. And regardless of what you order, receive 10% off your order when you use the code MAJORITY at checkout. And all shipping is free. That's coupon code MAJORITY at JustCoffee.coop. Speaking of seeing, you'll love to see it. The New York Times says big oil was knocked down a peg yesterday. Shareholders of ExxonMobil dealt the company's management a stunning defeat by electing at least two board candidates who pledged to steer the company away from oil and gas and toward cleaner energy. The success of the campaign, led by a tiny hedge fund against the nation's largest oil company, could force the energy industry to confront climate change. Analysts could not recall another time that Exxon management had lost a vote against the company-picked directors. The vote reveals the growing power that giant Wall Street firms now have to press corporate managements to pursue social goals. According to the Times, the hedge fund leading the campaign, Engine Number 1, was seeking to defeat four of the company's 12 director candidates. Its victory is the culmination of years of efforts by activists to force the oil giant to change its environmental policies. Some big pension funds, including the New York State Common Retirement Fund and the California Public Employees Retirement System had joined in the effort. In another sign of change, shareholders of Chevron, the second largest U.S. oil company, yesterday voted for a proposal to reduce emissions from the fuel the company makes and sells. And in the Netherlands, a court required Royal Dutch Shell to reduce its emissions by 45 percent by 2030. One day, these companies will only be a memory and the world will be better for it. And now for some quicker quickies. Quicker quickie. The Los Angeles Times reports that nine people were killed, including the gunman, in a shooting yesterday morning at a San Jose rail yard. Law enforcement sources said the suspect set his own house on fire, then drove to a Valley Transportation Authority union meeting and began shooting. Sympathy and solidarity to all affected. Washington Post reports that Amazon will buy MGM Holdings from its investment group owners, paying $8.45 billion to put the historic studio in the hands of the retailing giant. The Post is also owned by Amazon's Jeff Bezos, but we aren't, so we can say he has too much money, too much power, and too much cultural influence already. Time for some serious taxing. According to the Associated Press, President Biden is nominating former senior State Department official Nicholas Burns to serve as his ambassador to China, Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti to be his ambassador to India. Prominent Democratic fundraisers Denise Bauer, Jane Hartley, and David Cohen have also emerged as leading contenders for postings in France, Italy, and Canada, respectively. Gotta love those patronage jobs. Good news. The New York Times reports that immunity to the coronavirus lasts at least a year, possibly a lifetime, improving over time, especially after vaccination. That's according to two new studies, both in the journal Nature. The results suggest that people who have recovered from COVID-19 and later been vaccinated will continue to have high levels of protection against emerging variants, even without a vaccine booster. So there is a silver lining for survivors. Quicker. Quickie. That's all for the AM Quickie. Join us this afternoon at noon live for the Majority Report or later as a podcast.